gravity always wins. So the 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 scar always descends, and not not only does it stretch to the labia, but like I've actually seen sort of pubic hair stretch down right. into the inner thigh. So uh, it, it's it's not a uh, well, it's not a technique that I've ever been able to master. Hey Refam, my name's Kate and welcome back to Keeping It Real, the podcast taking a roll of the thighs. Thigh surgery is one of our most commonly requested topics on social, so today we're giving the people what they want. Kim and Richard reveal why the promise of hiding a scar in your underline is a myth, how a lower body lift can sometimes negate the need for thigh surgery and why it's so important to set realistic expectations before surgery. Welcome, Kim and Richard. Let's get right into it. What exactly is thigh surgery? Is it a different operation depending on the patient? or So thigh, thigh surgery would be the one operation that is so varied depending on what the skin looseness pattern is. Mm-hmm. So everything else, breast reduction, augmentation, tummy tuck, like they're all pretty standard where we make the incisions. But a thigh reduction, I really vary depending on where the skin excess is. So it might be a vertical incision on the inner part of the thigh. There might be a horizontal incision. There might be an incision um, just above the kneecap. And I've even on a few occasions done an excision just below the buttock in the, the ben- what's called the banana roll area. Mm-hmm. So it's very varied. Okay, cool. And is it is it mainly to deal with excess skin or is it for fat or both? Uh, generally to deal with the excess skin um, because if there's large amounts of fat tissue then it's very difficult to get a good result. So um, generally um, depending on how much weight a patient has lost, um, uh, as Richard said, vary the skin excision to where there's excess skin. Um, Occasionally can add a bit of liposuction with that as well but it's not a weight loss procedure as we often say uh it, it's that to tattooed across my forehead yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's to deal with the excess skin um after someone has lost a lot of weight um and one other thing that i did quite a few years ago is a patient that had 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 a lot of um saddlebags so the outer part of their legs mm. uh, lo- uh had lost a lot of weight from that area and i um, you know, you kind of just make up an operation in a way, and where that's where she had so much extra skin, and so, and you can't do inner and outer thighs at the same time. And so I think I ended up this one particular patient doing three different operations on her thighs oh, wow. because she had skin excess in you know essentially three dimensions essentially. So is that so that would be the case kind of for every surgeon because obviously when you see thigh operations you do see such a varied placement of scars is it like and it, I know that you guys obviously just said that that's a reaction to where the excess skin is is that how everyone would do it or do some just kind of have like their stock standard like that's how they do with thigh surgery It's uh, we we don't really know it's it's not something that gets talked talked about so much I actually walked in at Oz operating the other day and I walked into one of our colleagues and he he was sort of doing a similar sort of approach Mm -hmm. um even though uh, look it's not our favorite operation we probably still do sort of about more than probably anyone gotcha so uh who's an ideal candidate uh 
So it, that would be someone that has, is at their ideal weight and has minimal excess fatty tissue whatsoever on their legs um, and has loose skin, wherever that skin is, we can assess um, and deal with that. Uh, just going back to the scar placement, um, there's, there's sort of this myth that you can totally hide the scar in the bikini line. And oh, right, if you so yeah, if you look at um, if you search for scars like that online, a lot of them are pencil diagrams because oh. <laughs> because the the scar pretty much never stays in that groin fold or the groin crease, sort of like where the leg joins um, to the genital area, really. Yeah, right. So. Um, Major issues with that. One, you can't really get enough skin out. So Yeah, it seemed – and, like, that seems based on my amateur opinion. <laughs> yeah. Like, that wouldn't be a place that commonly has the most excess skin. Like, it would be, Correct. like, your kind of inner and outer thighs. Lower. And if – and they're right at the top in the inner thigh. If you're pulling that tight, you can um, distort the labia in women and stretch that out. And then the scar, it, it never wants to stay in that crease anyway. So right. it ends up descending to a visible area anyway. So um, – yeah, terrible, myth busted, <laughs> terrible operation. And so essentially anywhere that you're going to place a scar is going to be visible in a bikini. Um, mm-hmm. it, depending on where the skin is, there is a way to place it higher up on the thigh in more of an oblique fashion so they could still wear shorts or um, an above knee skirt, but not every patient's suitable for that kind of scar. We have an example of that on our Instagram that I've scheduled for tonight, so I know, but <laughs> by the time this comes out. Excellent. Yeah. And um, So a lot of people, what Kim's talking about, a lot of people come in and they sort of lift up their pants and say, oh, this is what I want. So what, what, that's what Kim's explaining. It's, it just doesn't work. And I, I did you try that technique um, like many years ago and I secured the skin down onto the almost to bone and to tendon and tried to anchor it as securely as I could, and, and as Kim said, it always, gravity always wins. So the, right. the, the scar always descends and not, not only does it stretch to the labia, but like I've actually seen sort of pubic hair stretch down right. into the inner thigh. So uh, it, it's, it's not a, uh, well, it's not a technique that I've ever been able to master. I, I don't think I've ever done it because I, th- I think very early on, when I was I a, told fel- you not to a do fellow, it. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember seeing a patient though that actually came in and had had that procedure elsewhere, and she obviously had probably had like fifty grams of skin removed. She was very slim, and I don't think it had significant weight loss. And one side actually looked excellent, and mm. the other side had descended and looked terrible. And it was like, you know, I oh, we can't so fix that. Like, yeah, and. Um, you know, she got lucky on one side, but there was kind of a normal outcome, I think, on the other side. And to have a scar like that when she probably had a less of an issue to start with, um, you're on the back foot and certainly not something I was going to take on revising because I don't, I don't think I could have made it any better. Um, I know you said that um, it's not your favourite surgery and I think we've kind of talking, talking? We've talked quite a bit about... Um the complexities of thigh surgery, shall we say, um, is that does that play into it where it's not the most uh, like reliable of result, and the fact that you have to get two matching is that one of the things that makes it such a tough surgery? 
I think the thing – so having thought about this long and hard over many, many years, because you've got arms and thighs, and arms is a great operation. Patients do very well. Um, the thighs are harder because, firstly, the shape of a thigh is a cone, mm-hmm. not a cylinder. Arm's more of a cylinder. Mm-hmm. The arm also you can extend the incision – uh, down through the armpit onto the lateral chest, whereas the thigh, as we were saying, the scar is normally on the inner thigh, and then you run into the groin, so you can't you can't keep going. Gotcha. So it's much harder to get a really great contour. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just because it's all dependent and it's in the groin, wound healing, it's all it's not the greatest area for wound healing. So those things don't help, um, and it just generally the problem is much more. Uh, ex, uh, extensive than what you see with arms. Arms is just usually that skin hanging sort of down the bottom of the arms, the so-called tuck shop arms, whereas the thighs, it, it can just be loose skin sort of everywhere in every direction. And it's often just a very heavy thigh that patients don't like. And so some of that fat, it's just a bit genetic, and some of that fat is like way deep under the muscle and fascia. And so we can't even operate on it. And all the way around as well. It's often not just one droopy area like in the arms. Um, I thought you were going to say your favourite phrase that I have picked up from you probably in the last year. No. (laughs) It's It's like I can't keep on top of them all. They're non-stop. Um, That we can uh, normalise a lot of the other body parts with surgery, but it's a lot trickier to return thighs back to what someone would expect to be normal with any of these types of surgery. I do say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I got <laughs> it from <laughs> you, I promise. Go back. <laughs> um, are there any other things that um, kind of over-complexify, <laughs> that's not a word, um, thigh surgery for you guys? Uh, so because they're dependent, so if, any other surgeons, um, so orthopedic surgeons that operate on ankles and knees, would you know, they're areas where because they're, the lower part of the body and to walk they they're at the the bottom and so they always swell more there's more chance of infection there's more chance of wound healing um there's also a lot of lymphatics so we talked about um lymphedema in uh, another podcast so go back and have a listen to that if you haven't heard it um <laughs> and so there there are lymphatics on the inner part of the thigh um which generally aren't significantly harmed with this type of surgery but um they it, that can play a role in terms of um ongoing swelling and um i've had a couple of patients quite a few years ago though that had um would make little golf ball type seromas around their knees um that a couple of them needed to go back and have those um, treated in surgery. And the other thing that's really common, and particularly patients that have been significantly overweight, is varicose veins. Oh. And so um, if I've got a patient that's got significantly obvious varicose veins and big ropey um, blood vessels that you can see after they've lost weight, then I would often send them to see a vascular surgeon to get those treated prior to having their thigh surgery. Okay. Does it provide good results or is it just heavily dependent on the patient? Super dependent on the patient. So if, if you've got quite sort of skinny legs and it's all just loose skin, um, you can get not bad results. Um, as Kim said, to paraphrase Kim quoting me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, Kim, I, I really like I, what you said earlier. Yeah, patented <laughs> Richard Bloom. Uh, 
like I think with thigh surgery, we're often more talking about an improvement rather than like something that's really outstanding. Yeah, right. And so, but someone who's got loose skin and it's a really localized area, and the rest of the skin and thigh is is good, you know, they can get they can get very good results. Um, it, it, it's just, and uh, patients are very disappointed because it's it's a very common area for patients to be uh, uh, unhappy about um, and come and see us about, and it, it's frustrating that there's not a great solution. And the, the other thing as well is that patients that aren't too bad so they've got a little bit of fat a little bit of loose skin they're not really suitable for liposuction on its own to cut out skin is a bit radical um the upper inner thigh particularly in women is generally poor quality skin anyway so responds badly to um small amounts of liposuction so you're kind of stuck because there's not a good operation to deal with us sort of minor to moderate problem um, is the patients that I think that do the best that are slim having lost a whole lot of weight. So it's essentially just a loose skin operation. That that was one of my questions um, about liposuction being effective in this area. You said it's not good for small amounts of liposuction, but does it respond well to a lot of liposuction or just not a no-go zone? Oh, I would say like isolated in the inner thigh. That's talking about. Oh, that. okay. I, th- I think the outer thigh and the anterior part of the thigh can actually respond reasonably well, but it does depend a lot on the skin quality and large volume of liposuction is going to do poorly anywhere, um, not just in the thighs. Gotcha. Well, I think that there's been a, a recent expose on on a, a very well known news program uh, of someone who has had. So what you'd call probably mega liposuction on their thighs and they've just been left with rolls and rolls of skin which is was a very predictable result yeah right and it's actually not a terrible result if if that's what you explain is going to be the outcome like because it, it was obvious so this patient ended up with lots of rolls of loose skin um her thigh overall is smaller, smaller. in diameter but it, it's not a great contour. So pr- probably the approach in someone like her would be, and I have done this, where you just do, you can't do extensive liposuction everywhere and cut out skin because it'll all just die. Mm-hmm. But you could do extensive liposuction, see what the skin ends up like, and then come back and cut the skin sort of as a planned two-stage procedure. Oh, okay. Because people, I know that we've had patients in here who had seen said doctors, um, and they said they had like a rolls of skin down their arm after liposuction. Is that because like they take so much fat that they've just got like loose skin because yeah. the skin hasn't been Absolutely. taken? Absolutely. Uh-huh. And the way I explain that to patients that come in and kind of want large volumes of liposuction is it is the most rapid weight loss that you could possibly ever have. So if you're losing 12 kilos in f- four to six months, then your skin has got time to slowly contract as you lose that weight, whereas if you're having it in three hours, there's no chance that that skin. Some of it might do okay, but generally, it's such significant amount of weight that, in fact, that's come out that the skin's never going to return back to normal. 
I um I think that's the video that we posted on our Instagram of you do, doing liposuction. I think that's like the first time I've really been like, oh, like that like gave me a really good understanding of what liposuction does because it was just such an immediate – because I think I'd always seen it like in the stomach and stuff mm. and it still is quite like a fatty area. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, cool, like sucks out fat, whatever. But seeing it in the arm and seeing how it like – it just instantly you could see how much thinner the skin got by how much you could see the cannula. Mm. Mm. I was like, oh, I think that's like a very good visualisation mm. of what like liposuction actually does. But that, that was a scenario where I was then also tightening skin. Which you'd have to because there was no way like if that if yeah. that skin had just been left, it would have. And in the arms, like generally the volume of liposuction you can get out of it is not. No. It's in the order of, a, you know, a couple of hundred mils. Yeah. It's not going to be even one litre, um, yeah. usually if it's that you're doing the wrong operate, you know, the patient mm. needs to lose some weight prior. So um, imagine that kind of thing all over the body. Yeah, wow. And then when they have that kind of necro... Um, Necrotizing like, fasciitis. Yeah, it looks like that's took the words right out of my mouth. Um, okay, wait, sorry, I'll go back to the last. <laughs> um, okay, what I want to ask, um, what's the covery for a thigh surgery? Like I know you said that it's hard because of walking, obviously, and the swelling. Does that play into the recovery? Uh, certainly. It, it's generally an operation that's not super painful um, it, in comparison, for example, to tummy tuck where the muscle repair from that is the mostly the sore bit. Um, patients generally mobilising that later that day or the next day, um, wearing compression uh, shorts or leggings depending on how much uh, how low down the scar goes and um, they like that support of those but um, can walk around sometimes they walk into the rooms looking a little bit like they've just got off a horse <laughs> um, so <laughs> just yeah, you know walking a bit um, gingerly and their ankles and feet can swell up a little bit um, so usually I'd be recommending sitting probably more than with the other procedure like when they're sitting having their legs up um, but still important to be mobilizing so you definitely don't want people sitting or lying around too much because risks of clots and gotcha as well I know you said that um that patients can maybe be not as happy with their result as they kind of like had envisioned the surgery going does that lead to a high amount of revision rates or is it kind of like they come in and complain and you go Sorry, we can't take any more fat out or whatever. I think, uh, look, Kim and I spend a lot of time um, setting expectations. So, and and I often with thigh reductions talk about the aesthetic ladder. So with your th- with someone's thighs, they, they may pick a random number, think that they're sort of a, a two out of ten in terms of their thighs. And what I'll say is, look, we can maybe get this to a four or a five. This is just a relative scale. Um, and, and where it's different with other surgeries is we, we can aim to be seven, eight, nine out of ten. So I think any patient having a thigh reduction. Or a ten. Or a ten. Wanna, we don't want to yeah, say yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think both Kim and I would set very, very realistic operation uh, expectations for this. Well, with all procedures, but particularly with this one. I don't think we would ever tell someone like they're going to have – um, supermodel legs and and be super happy f- with this operation, and so it's it's a relative thing. So the most common things people complain about is that their thighs rub together, makes it difficult to exercise. Um, you know, and a realistic thing might be to to stop that and also to to maybe look better in clothing um, because often we can't hide the scar quite as well. 
and the contour is often not quite as good. So, you know, if you see one of us for this operation, we'll, we'll be very realistic and, and show photos of what it might look like. Yeah, I was going to say the show photos. So I've got a couple of, you know, fairly bulkyish thighs that have had procedures and um, not perfect wound healing. So the top part of the inner thigh scar is wider. Um, the overall result, you can see a difference between the before and after, but it, it's definitely not as dramatic as for arms or tummy tuck, for example. So, yeah, we definitely try and we'd, we've got so many patients that we would try and find a patient that's similar to you and show you the likely scar scar placement and the improvement that we would expect to um, get from the type of surgery that we'd plan for you. And I know you guys, uh, you've spoken about like you target where the most excess skin is. Mm -hmm. If say the most excess skin was on the inner thigh and that's where you performed the thigh surgery, would that help the outer thigh and vice versa? Or is it kind of just very targeted? No, it often, no, it would help that as well because you're tightening the skin envelope. So, so it would almost certainly help there as well. The Uh, other thing is that quite a lot of these patients have already had a lower body lift, for example, if there's significant weight loss. So that... Um, can improve the outer thigh quite a lot already. Okay. So if someone needs a lower body lift, I would generally, and thigh surgery or needs or wants, um, I would almost always recommend that they have the lower body lift first because of there is some minor, more minor amounts of inner thigh improvement, but sort of through the groin area as well and pulling up the, uh, the mons, people always ask about that. Um, and so that can improve... Some patients to the point where they're like, you know, it's better that I, I'm happy now that I, I don't need to uh, or want to have any further thigh surgery. What 100% agree. So particularly in the, in the massive weight loss cohort, uh, if they've got uh, and concerns with their tummy skin and, and buttock and we're recommending a lower body lift but they've also got concerns about their thigh, I would always start with a, a lower body lift because it, it resets sort of where all of that – skin should be i'd never do them they're two procedures i'd never do together because they're pulling in different directions but you often do as kim said see enough of improvement in the thigh that means that patients actually don't then have a thigh reduction i saw just a patient this afternoon exactly that scenario and i've recommended a body lift as a first stage and then perhaps a thigh lift down the track if there's not enough improvement um, and I know we also mentioned the banana roll. Mm. Is a thigh lift good for that or is that um, probably best uh, attacked with other methods? Not particularly well addressed. It, it's often addressed um, depending on the skin. So if the skin is really good, liposuction w- would, would help. If there's a lot of loose skin in a weight loss situation, a body lift would help. Um if, if it's just – if you've got very heavy thighs and banana roll is part of it, there's pretty much nothing that we can do that's going to make it that much better. Um, and as I said earlier, in extreme cases, I've, I've actually cut that skin out, which actually dresses it pretty well. Um, the scar gets ended, ends up relatively hidden in the crease. Um, but that's the probably – if you've got an isolated area that's usually – and loose skin, that's the best place to remove it. The other thing I was going to say about that upper, outer and sort of posterior thigh um, portion, which the ones that are significant banana roll, like it's a true thing, but um, a lot of patients think that their bum should be round 
all the way around. And right, I think right. that's a social media, Kardashian, etc., thing where they've had procedures to give them a round outer part of their bum. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the natural, the, the buttock crease is much more – it doesn't go all the way out. And so it sort of blends into the outer thigh. And so people have this – like if they're obsessing over that area and looking in the mirror all the time, they're like, you know, I've this is a problem here. Sometimes it's actually completely normal. Yeah, right. Um, and in, in those cases, I would be like, you know, do not – don't touch that with surgery. Is there anything else you'd like to add about Thor surgery? Can we just, while we're on it, drift mm. below the knee? Because, I think, yeah. uh, if anyone <laughs> hasn't uh, seen the um, uh, special on the said – or not said news program, mm. this technique I think it's of very nice of you to be calling it a news program. <clears throat> yeah, 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 very generous. Uh, this procedure of sort of anything below the knee. I mean, I, I, I think we have spoken about this. Um, we would never accept him that one time. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> no, no. We both <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we've both done it once. We and have I both think done I've got once. a patient booked for surgery this year as well, and yeah. she, she's actually very. It's a very, Suitable very small. That, it's a very, very small group of patients where this might be helpful. Um, but this, if you haven't seen the footage, go and see the footage where they're squeezing. Oh. Uh, it's <laughs> it's the Kate's favorite thing to watch. Oh, it's awful! It goes all over the walls. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't happen here. Yeah, no yeah, promise. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. at the hospital. <laughs> Nor at the hospitals. All right, everyone, say bye. 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 If you liked this episode of Keeping It Real, please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, why don't you have a flick through our past episodes? We'd love to hear your requests for future topics, so send your suggestions through to us on IG at replasticsurgery. That's all for today, and we'll catch you next time for another peek into the world of plastic surgery.